Welcome to Here's Teresa on TalkZone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good day to all who are listening to me on this beautiful day that God has given to us. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Here's Teresa, broadcasting on the great TalkZone.com internet radio. And I also appreciate your time. So we have a lot to talk about. So let's get to it. I pray that all of you out there are doing well and are healthy and are doing the best you can for yourself and your family and others, that you are dismissing bad thoughts out of your mind that and are replacing these thoughts with loving and grateful thoughts. And should any unfortunate occurrences have happened in your life since your last visit to my show, I pray that you turn to Almighty God for guidance and strength and comfort and that you are opened and ready to receive in Jesus' name. Okay, what a gorgeous day that we are witnessing right now, listeners. Whether the sun is shining or is raining or some other weather pattern is in your area, it still is an awesome day to be alive and well. So my extraordinary guests today are the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell, and Coach Kubis, Michelle Kubis. And we have a lot to talk about. So much has happened within the last month of my conversations uh, with you. And um, we will get to as much as possible during this broadcast, but I need to, you know, have my talk with you guys. And um, so, as I said before, so let's get started. The same old question emerges, which is, when will it stop? The senseless killings in this country, the great United States of America. Here we are again, crying, weeping, mourning, perplexed, angry, scared for ourselves and our families over the tragic deaths of 19 children and two adults that were killed horrifically in the state of Texas by a misguided, lost, and disconnected from the source human being who was just 18 years of age, who demonically took the lives of innocent people. He listened attentively and strongly to the dark side and carried out this violent and hurtful act for he allowed his ear to be bent downward in the wrong direction as he lost his life as well. This country is the only country that has yet to stand up to the NRAs and the supporters of this nation, gun laws, and say that enough is enough and it is beyond stinking. Just how many more lives are we in this nation supposed to see going away? This country will call other nations third world countries, but yet these types of tragedies are not happening in theirs. Take a moment to reflect, listeners. You are not hearing of this type of violence in other countries that are happening on a weekly basis like it is in ours. Kevin Rector, who is a staff writer of the L.A. Times, reported on May 25th in part the following. In recent weeks, a string of devastating shootings, shootings at a grocery store in Buffalo, New York, 
a church in Laguna Woods and now an elementary school in Little Uvalde, Texas, has renewed calls for tighter gun restrictions. Just hours after an 18-year-old gunman killed at least 19 children and two, child, two teachers at a Texas elementary school Tuesday, an emotional President Biden demanded, when in God's names are we going to stand up to the gun lobby? When in God's name will we do what we all know in our gut needs to be done? That's despite the 10 shoppers and grocery workers gunned down in a largely black neighborhood on May 14th. The elderly Taiwanese churchgoers terrorized in a day later. The elementary school students shot dead Tuesday. If your reaction on these kinds of atrocities is, well, where is the political will to move the needle on regulation? The truth is that the space for that kind of regulatory move is becoming narrower and narrower both as a matter of constitutional law, but also as a matter of state law, said Daryl A.H. Miller, who is a Duke University law professor and expert on the Second Amendment and other gun laws. Any day now, the Supreme Court could hand down this decision in the New York concealed carrying case and make it much harder for states like California to regulate guns in the name of public safety, said Adam Winkler, a UCLA law professor. Miller said that the trend line is definitely toward ever more expansive gun rights, not gun restrictions, and that there will almost certainly be a flurry of litigation from gun rights advocates targeting additional gun, state gun regulation measure, measures once the Supreme Court issues this decision in the New York case. Gun right groups have been slowly building towards such an outcome for years, scholars said, and think the Supreme Court's conservative majority bolstered by President Trump's three appointees shares their interest in scaling back gun restrictions nationwide. Although, listeners, I appreciate what the reporter is reporting in this article. My question is, what kind of crap is this? Do you understand, listeners, that what has been stated aforementioned is going to make it even harder and harder consistently for you? for all of us to live our lives in the manner we want, safe and peaceful. What is the problem with wanting to have concrete gun legislation in this country that will forbid these types of ludicrous acts from continuing to happen in this country? As I stated before, other countries have done something about it. You don't believe me, go do your research. Do you hear of these weekly stories relating to Scotland? the UK, Japan, Korea, Australia. Innocent children and adults cannot function in a normal manner, daily listeners, as we are all God's children and lives are being taken. For me, it is just so hurtful. I cannot imagine the hurt, the devastation, the pain that these individuals are feeling having lost their loved ones as they are in the grocery store shopping and working or worshiping in their church and elementary school children going to learn and teachers who are teaching. Putting guns in the hands of teachers is not the answer. 
having armed guards on premises is not the answer either. Legislation, hefty legislation, curtailing how police officers use their weapons. Concealed weapons need legislation. Body armor not being sold to regular people outside the police officers or the military who should be the only ones who have that type of equipment. Just how many times, how many times are the citizens in this nation going to allow the powers to be to say the usual sayings, which are our thoughts and prayers are with you and your family. I wish you peace and comfort regarding your loss. These sayings are good listeners and they should be said. So please do not get me wrong. Empathy and sympathy should be shown during these unfortunate times. However, what I am saying simply is this. When these killings consistently go on, my question is, when are these killings going to stop in this country that's labeled the great United States of America? I join Jimmy Kimmel in saying, get loud and, and boisterous about this because something has to be done and it needs to be done right now. Be prayerful listeners, be cognizant listeners and mindful of your surroundings and your family. Know where they are, who they are with, and what they are doing at all times. God bless you all out there. And I thank you for listening to my monologue. I am now going to bring on my guest. I am going to first introduce Michelle Kubis, also known as Coach Kubis. Thank you, Michelle, for being on my show. Well, good morning, Teresa. And now I'm going to bring on my brother, the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell. Thank you, brother, for being on my show this morning. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. And it's a pleasure to be here. <clears throat> and I'm here today with a heavy heart. You know. And uh, yeah. good morning to you as well, Michelle. Yes, you yep. too, Red. Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's get started because we have um, a lot to talk about. And um, it, is, it is hard because it just keeps these kinds of things that I just spoke about keep happening. But we need to do what it is that I said that we need to do in this country. It's just, it's just more than, it's just more than enough. Okay. I would like to start off with a question for you both. And let's um, do ladies first, Michelle Kubas. Yeah. Um, as I was listening to Ellen DeGeneres on 5-17-2022, she posed a question to Justin Timberlake. And I thought it was a very good question. And I thought it, I, I would pose that to you and Reginald and other people. And that question is, what would your answer or answers be to this? What would you want an unlimited supply of? 
Oh, you're asking me that now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would like a an unlimited supply of uh, peace and understanding. I know it sounds like John Lennon, but um, I really would love an unlimited supply of peace and understanding in the world. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Thank you, Michelle. Reginald? Yeah, I have to. Uh, boy, you know, Michelle kind of stole my thunder. And, uh, yeah, just an unlimited supply of love and love and understanding uh, in this world, which is something that, you know, is just so lacking. And, uh, you know, if we have that love and understanding and, 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 and the desire for peace, desire to have enough for everyone, um, that's what I would just really love for this world to have. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that. And so what I would say is that I would like more time to do the things that I would like to do in my life, having noted of wasting time on stupid things and stupid people. I would also like to see peace in this world, godliness among human beings. I would like to see health and healing, food for the hungry, people being able to talk things out amicably, no more wars, and no more viruses. That's what I would like to to, uh, see an unlimited supply of. I thought that was a a very good question. I'm like, you know, that's 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 deep. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that one. Keep that one in mind. But always give Ellen, um, you know, kudos because that's where I heard it first. Not that mm-hmm. I never thought about it, but I heard it, you know, there. And um, so, wow. Okay, let's move on. All right. Ari Levy and Annie Palmer of CNBC wrote an article titled Amazon Workers Just Voted to Join a Union. And here's what happens next on 4-2-2022. It states in part the following. Amazon workers at a Staten Island warehouse voted to unionize the first time that's happened at one of the country's U.S. facilities. The Amazon Labor Union, which is a new organization, now has to get to work trying to negotiate a collective bargaining agreement with Amazon. Tom Koshan, a professor at the MIT Sloan School of Management, said Amazon is going to have to reassess its labor relations strategies. Unions are re-emerging. It was reported on CBS Sunday Morning News on 424-22 about Amazon employees forming a union because it's needed to have representation for its employees, among other things. Amazon workers on New York, Staten Island just made history becoming the first group to vote in favor of unionizing at a U.S. facility operated by the country's largest e-commerce country. After a hard-fought battle, the result is a major defeat for Amazon, which has used all of its might to keep organized labor off its premises. As of Friday, the tally at the Staten Island warehouse, known as JFK 8, was 2,654 votes in favor of joining the union and 2,131 opposed, with 67 ballots being challenged. 
the fulfillment center doesn't flip to be coming a union shop overnight. And there's potentially a long road ahead, but the wheels are in motion for change. So Reginald, you know, you and I and, and Michelle, we've all discussed about on my show in previous discussions um, about the, the importance of union. I am definitely pro-union. <laughs> you know, when I worked for uh, the railroad, um, I, I love the, the union there. Uh, it, was, it was fabulous. And um, they had a fabulous woman there, knew her stuff strong. Her name was Miss Valiumis. I'll never forget that. She was awesome. And um, so what are your thoughts? Um, uh, let's start with Reginald first. What are your thoughts, uh, yay or nay, for these pro-unions? And what do you feel, um, you know, about how do you think rather how do you how do you think the outcome will be for um, Amazon? Do you think that it that, that they will actually be able to um, be unionized? Well, first let me say I've always been pro-union as well. Um, so back in the day, excuse me, when I was in my twenties, I worked at a courier company. I was a Teamster member. Uh, you know, our father was a member of the Chicago Plastering Union. Uh, so I've always been pro-union. Uh, it gives employees, uh, you know, recourse of, 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 work, of, you know, better working conditions. If there's a, 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 a disagreement, you know, you have someone who could help you, who could help uh, uh, represent you in a, in a situation with the company. Uh, mm-hmm. So so I think that, um, <clears throat> that, yeah, it's a long road ahead, but it's a, but it's the first step in, in, uni- mm-hmm. in unionizing. And then I think it would be a win-win for both, for, for the employees, uh, the, the union, and, well, and, and, and Amazon. Um, you know, better working conditions, um, uh, better pay, um, because, you know, there were unions who brought all of these things to jobs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, better working conditions and, and paid vacations, sick leave and all of that, you know, not like these companies decided to do it on their own. People had to unionize and organize to fight to get these things. Yes, that, exactly. Michelle? Let's see yes, case. well, <clears throat> coming from Detroit, which obviously was a huge auto mecca, uh, I've always been pro-union. I was a teacher. I was in the teachers' union. And um, I, I really take it a step higher. Teresa and Reginald, is that mm-hmm. I wish people didn't need to do that. If the idea if, this, if companies would do the right thing and not treat their employees like slaves, then we wouldn't need to unionize. The mm-hmm. fact is uh, Amazon's trying to improve their image now with their commercial, with their 20-week paid home leave, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. and they had to be back to the wall the way they were treating people. I don't see why we can't come to an understanding of, you know, people put in an honest day's labor for for a wage. I mean, it's just, it it boggles my mind that we're still talking about this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well... Here, here's what I'm. What I'm going to start off saying about this. If um, if people were self-governing, we wouldn't need laws. 
So this is why we have laws, we have policies, we have rules and regulations and other uh, guiding, um, other guiding criteria because people, unfortunately, Michelle, just do not do the right thing. No, I understand. <laughs> okay. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know, so it, it is unfortunate that as long as human beings were human, going all the way back to Adam and Eve, they did not do the right thing. They had to, they had to um, either learn how to do the right thing or there's consequences for not doing the right thing. And it is unfortunate that as long as human beings have been here in this beautiful blue uh, uh, ball that God created from love for love, that they have not moved any further than we would like to see them move. I know Reginald and you and I and others out there would like to see it better, you know, um, but but um, I'm I'm all I'm all for the union because uh, people, um, as as we discussed, this is how employees got their vacations. This is how they got their sick time. This is how, um, you know, they they can have they got um, uh, health care, and and one of the reasons, speaking of health care, uh, Reginald and, and Michelle and my listeners, the reason health care has become so stagnant or, or, or not, you know, there's so many not good programs is because we have not had the voices of the people who have to pay for health care at the table while they are congregating and talking about and signing for the health care. Somebody else is making your decision for you and you're not even there to speak what it is you would like to see. You understand? So even, um, NPR did a report, and it was updated on the 9th of December, and this is Starbucks workers formed their first union in the U.S. in a big win for labor. Uh, this is an article uh, from Alina Selyuk, and um, it says in part, Starbucks uh, workers have voted to form their first U.S. union. Workers, form, workers from store in Buffalo, New York, voted to unionize in a watershed moment for Starbucks, which operates 8,953 stores in the United States. Three Buffalo area stores have separated union um, elections. Baristas and shift supervisors from one store voted to unionize 19 to 8, while workers from the second store rejected unionization 12 to 8. Um, the third store failed to reach a verdict and faces a legal battle there. 14 uh, votes were cast for unionization and nine against, while seven votes were challenged. Most of the challenges came from the union, which argued that some workers who voted weren't regular employees at the location. The election marks one of the highest profile union wins for U.S. restaurant workers, which are among the least unionized in this country. Starbucks workers who voted to unionize will join Workers United affiliated with the Massive Service Employees International Union. So now, let me, let me pose a question um, um, uh, to the both of you, and we'll start with Michelle first. Um, forming a union, for me, also helps on some level or levels to curtail corporate greed. Do you, do you agree with that? Michelle. 
I'm, I, I, I don't know. I, I have to think about that one. I think the okay. union, the forming a union is a message to the company that something is out of joint, you know, it's out of whack, that somebody has, they have to mobilize in order to have their voices heard, that it should be a signal to the company that there's discontent. And from that discontent can come very good things, as you said, the health care, then the representation, all of that. The, the thing that's an issue is that we've become real fat and lazy in this country, and people do not mobilize on their own. They've got to be rounded up like cattle in order to um, stand for something. You, you get these voices, you get these groups, you, you know, you, if you remember, I'm so old, I remember the 60s when, when people were vocalizing and the, the Black Panthers and, the, you know, all the things. People are not, um, you know, the, the Black Lives Matter, I think, came the closest to the social movement. To me, there's a social contract that's broken. That's part of my book that I wrote, The Broken uh, social contract, because there used to be an understanding of how to engage. It w was never in print. It wasn't a book or anything, but there were mores, they're called, that how people conducted themselves. And in, in the previous uh, administration in this country, all those things were broken. There, there were no uh, rules or regulations that didn't get banged around the room with with someone who has no respect for law, order, whatever you want to call it, just common good. And that's the word commonwealth, the commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Well, commonwealth means everybody participates. It's not communism. It's a, it's a shared experience. And uh, mm -hmm. I think the union, again, becomes the symbol that they better take a look at what's going on in their business. Yeah, one other comment that um, Starbucks made, um, uh, one other comment uh, that's in this um, article uh, regarding um, uh, Starbucks is that Starbucks has promoted its reputation as a progressive employer with general benefits, arguing that a union is not necessary, which is somewhat apropos to what you just, you just stated. Your comments, Reginald? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that, uh, you know, going back to the Reagan administration, they've unfortunately done a good job at not only going after unions and busting unions, but convincing people that unions aren't necessary. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, the trickle down thing, if, if we give all we give these companies everything that they want and they need, well, the trickle down <laughs> effect will will. You know, yeah. some some crumbs will will come down to the employ uh, will come down to the employees. You know, uh -huh. Reagan's trickle down effect stuff. And mm -hmm. it's surprising to me that a lot of people who were pro union or their parents were pro union are anti union, because mm -hmm. again, the government has done a good job of telling them that hey, this isn't necessary. Just like the mm -hmm. government, unfortunately, has done a good job of telling people, well, you know what? You don't need health care. You don't need Obamacare. That's bad. But yet we have health care that you're paying for. 
So it's Big being unin- mm-hmm. uninformed. Um, but I think that now people are seeing, and hopefully they're seeing, uh, hence with the Starbucks, uh, you know, employees wanted to be unionized and, and Amazon employees wanted to be unionized. And I think it's mm-hmm. going to begin to, uh, 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 going to begin begin another movement because I think people are now beginning to see this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, brainwashing is alive and well. <laughs> you know, they, that's a, that a brainwashing is a, is a terminology that we, we both know and listeners out there know, and maybe the ones that don't know, now you do know. Uh, that's a statement that used to be used, um, you know, a bit back but I'm bringing all of that back because it is definitely appropriate and um, uh, for what is happening now in our in our uh, country. And as you stated, uh, Reginald, I, I hope it, it starts a snowball effect so that, you know, you we that that, you know, people get back into uh, unions and and uh, demand of these com- companies. I mean, they're. Uh, you look around, they're boasting about, oh, um, you know, uh, Amazon is, you know, he has $434 billion, something outrageous like that. And then he has employees that are scuffling, that are scuffling and, and you know, doing their best to live from day to day. They can't, you know, they don't have good health care and, and all of this. People forget that the reason you have what you have is because of the people that are working for you. Mm-hmm. They forget that, you know, so this is why, um, you know, this is why, um, you know, uh, you know, once again, you know, Michelle was saying, you know, why are we still at this? And this is where there you go, because people people just don't do things right. And they have to uh, have some type of made to do right about people. There's another another movement. Uh, uh-huh. It's called social ecological. I forgot the acronym. And uh-huh. it, there's a move to tie CEO compensation to their meeting the values of the company. Uh-huh. This is a whole new thing. In fact, a lot of it is in the uh, when you purchase stocks or things. People are starting to take notice and invest their money in these companies that are doing good, you know, Mm -hmm. good deeds Mm -hmm. and things like that. And then tying the compensation, see that there's been no check on that. Yeah. It's all, it's part of it is our own damn fault because with the ignorance is not bliss. It's everybody's high on whatever. And Mm -hmm. uh, I just, we have to take control of ourselves. First, before you start controlling exactly. anything else, and people mm-hmm. just don't do that. It's, it's we've lost our way, as as you might say. Of course, and it all you know in in very much relation, um, uh, Michelle as well. It's all into you know pay your bills online. You don't have to worry about um, worry about it. This and that you know you know it's not the fact that I'm worried about it. This is my life, and I need to govern and see what's going on with my life. And I need to make sure that, that things are happening in in my life. It's still all of the, all of the brainwashing, you know, that, that's, that, that people have allowed themselves to be. Part of it's a disconnect. We, we pull into our garages, the door goes down and we're done. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, it, there's, there's a, a general lack of 
sense of how the community is affected until somebody shoots up a grocery store, and mm-hmm. and they this is what happens is that mm-hmm. there has to be a sense of community that I'm looking out for you and you're looking out for me. So when we do that, then nobody has to worry because somebody's got your back. Mm-hmm. That that's how that's how I want to live. I want to I want to extend my hand to you and Reginald. I want you to feel that you know that I'm of worth and value that you want to hold me accountable and also have my back. I think exactly. that's become a strange idea to people. Oh yeah, yeah. and and once again yeah. I'm I'm just I'm just going to say it I I said it a lot of times and I'll be saying it again disconnected from the source. You know, people just go out and just do whatever they want to do. And like I said a few moments ago, you have these companies saying, oh, you don't have to worry about it. You know, just just, you know, just we'll we'll pay your bill. And how many times have I walked into my bank and people are in there like, what's going on with this? They, oh, well, well, we 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 paid that we we uh you you know, the money was taken out. Well, why was it taken out early and early, this and that? Well, listen, it's not the bank's fault. You allowed the company to go into mm-hmm. let's, let's take some responsibility as what you're mm-hmm. saying Michelle you allowed them to go into your bank account because you think it's cute or whatever that oh I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about it it's, it's just paid that's less that I have to worry about you know the money has supp- to be there it doesn't just get paid <laughs> yeah well well the thing is the money is there but if some type of uh, erroneous behavior happened you know is what I'm saying some yes. misappropriation or something along the line, you know, oh, these, yeah. these, these, these things happen. And if that is your concern is what I'm saying, um, you guys and listeners, that is your mm-hmm. concern, then stop, you know, then do your, do your own life, do what you do, you know, go in there and make sure that your bill is paid. Keep records of whatever. Oh, I have to go to my bank to uh, get a record of that bill was paid. Are you kidding me? I don't think so. I don't think so. Now, lastly, yeah, yeah, lastly, this this article says delays, challenges, and negotiations, which we already know. The Amazon Labor Union didn't even exist until last year. Now the grassroots organization that relied on the crowdfunding campaign to fund this organization is responsible for negotiating a collective bargaining agreement on behalf of roughly 6,000 employees at Amazon's largest fulfillment center in New York. The ALU is led by Christian Smalls, a former JFK 8 manager, who was fired by Amazon in 2020 after the company complained, uh, I'm sorry, they claimed he violated social distancing rules. See, this is why we need union. Rather than getting to dictate pay benefits and working conditions as it does across this massive network of offices, data centers and warehouses, Amazon will now have to negotiate those key uh, details with union leadership when it comes to JFK 8. Amazon will delay, said David Rosenfield, a labor lawyer at Weinberg, Roger and Rosenfield, a lecturer at the University of California, Berkeley School of Law. They're not going to walk in and do the right thing. What else is new? Because that will encourage organizations everywhere else. They'll do everything they can to avoid a contract, and it will be a big, long, nasty fight. Well, here's the thing. I don't think that it will be a big, long, nasty fight because people... In a lot of sectors um, are wakening up because so many, so many people have been walking around in the days. And just like I said, I'll, I'll 
pay your bill and then da da da. You don't have to worry about this. You know, but you know, like you said, you go in the garage, you close the door. You don't even have to get out your car and close the garage door anymore. I, I mean, it's just you know, automation is good, but then there's this. Well, in the name of convenience, and I used to have this argument with my husband all the time. It's in the name of convenience you give up a little piece of yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it, and you know, I'd rather instead of using my calculator, I want to use my brain. I try to, you know, do the numbers without mm-hmm. the calculator because, you know, you you don't use it, you lose it. Right, Reg? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, well, Reginald knows that our that that um our parents was was a stickler on using your brain, particularly, um mm-hmm. you know our mother. So I'm always finding um I well let me rephrase that I'm frequently finding errors when I'm in the store. You know I'm like no 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 this was added up wrong and I'm adding it in my head. So I uh-huh. really had soft to my mother, kiss in the sky. For that, you know, use use your brain for more than a hat rack, like we used to say. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I watch them at the Yeah. Okay. Make so, good. you know, all right. So let's let's move on to the next uh, discussion, which is Roe v. Wade and the decision that the Supreme Court is speculated to make. Okay. Now here's political. Uh, this is an article um, uh, from Political by George by Josh Gerstein and Alexander Ward, and it's titled, Supreme Court has voted to overturn abortion rights draft opinion shows, okay? It says in part the following, the Supreme Court has voted to strike down the landmark Roe v. Wade decision according to an initial draft majority opinion mm-hmm. written by Justice Samuel Alito circulated inside the court and obtained by political. The draft opinion is a full-throated, unflinching repudiation of the 1973 decision, which which guaranteed federal constitutional protections of abortion rights and its subsequent 1992 decision, Planned Parenthood versus Casey, that largely maintained the right role was egregiously wrong from the start, Alito writes. We hold that Roe and Casey must be overturned. I'll say that again. We hold that Roe and Casey must be overturned, he writes in the document labeled as opinion of the court. It is time to heed the Constitution (laughs) and return the issue of abortion to the people's Mm -hmm. elected representative. Your thoughts on this so far, Reginald? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You know, it's 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 so it's. Uh, what do I start on 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 that? You know, this has just been a full devoted uh, attempt for the past 30, 40 years to overturn Roe v. Wade, and you know, I always think: Do these politicians, and you know, we're talking the Supreme Court right now. But do mm-hmm. these politicians, the same word, do they have families? Do do they have mothers? Do they have daughters? Do they have common sense? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, how do you sleep at night? How do you go to bed and mm-hmm. sleep at night with some of these decisions? And the women yeah. who you are married to, how do they lay down and go to sleep next to you? To you, Knowing exactly. that you made this decision. 
Well, look mm-hmm. at that Clarence oh, Thomas wife. Oh, my God. Oh, my oh, God. Gosh. Oh, oh God. Know, that is, oh, <laughs> oh. you know, Whew. wow. Wow and wow. Well, it, exactly. See, my, my question to um, Michelle and Reginald is that, well, well, I have a lot of questions. You know, what I, I think is terrible or what they're doing. And there's something that, that very haphazardly can follow this if people don't get on the bandwagon. And I'm so happy yep. that people are out there doing their mm-hmm. due diligence. They're not reporting on it like they should. But people mm-hmm. are out there in droves like no, no, and no. Why are why are men, okay, in particular, I'm talking about, I know there's some women that are against this as well, but why are men in particular always having something to say about what a woman does with her body, what she wears, what she, how she cuts her hair, how she, what, what, you know, I, I'm, you know. Call power. I, 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 listen, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm being very, I'm, I'm doing my best to be <laughs> very nice with this because I am on the radio, but so perhaps we need to switch that around and start talking about their area. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. They your ought to make it an outlaw comments. to have a vasectomy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and, and these are the same people who, are t- who, who the next thing they would like to do is to outlaw contraception. Mm-hmm. Now, let that oh, yeah. wrap around your, your your brain, you know? It's like, yeah. what is wrong with you people? Exactly. What is, what is I mean, if, 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 if the unfortunate happens that the, and, and this happens in our country all the time, okay? And I know it happens in other countries, but I'm talking about this one right now. Girls, you know, and women and things like that, they get raped by their dads, by their dad friend, their cousin, their uncle, their brother, their whatever. And then they impregnate them. And then they're saying, no, regardless. And I'm not, I'm not one that, you know, feels that, you know, a, um, a life should be taken. It's a choice. People should have choices about this. And or if a child is unfortunately being born into the world and you know that that child is is not going to make it for whatever reason or reasons that has been dictated to the uh, parents or parents by the doctor, you know. So, I mean, there's so many things that's that's out there. But here's my thing that I want to now go now go at because I want to I got a few other a couple other things I want to talk about before do I have one more thing I want to talk about before because time is just running I want my listeners to to understand this and I I know I've discussed this with the both of you guys already you know sidebar that if they get this to go through and like you just stated Reginald about contraception and things just think of the other stuff that they'll be saying forget it Oh, you you know exactly. Uh, 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 no gay marriage. Um, you can't wear black after seven o'clock. Uh, you are black and can be out after seven o'clock. You, I mean, it'll just go on right. and on and on. Your your thoughts, Reginald? You know, people and and, and and I talk about this all the time. People, you know, as we used to say back in the day, bought their gums about stuff. But mm-hmm. I have 
personally have have experienced going with a client, a young woman, to Planned Parenthood, sat with her before the procedure, holding her hand. Tears, many tears on my shirt. I've sat held hands during the procedure. I've sat held hands after the procedure. You know, so I have firsthand knowledge of this. I have firsthand knowledge of clients who have been raped by their biological father, uncle, friend, whoever, and have had to bring that child into the world. I've worked it. I've seen it firsthand. And it totally makes me sick when people who have not experienced this, and I know everybody don't because, you know, this is the, the business that I'm in and I've had been blessed to work with those kids. I say be blessed because of all the people that God could have chose. He chose me. I've seen it firsthand. And it isn't a decision that a woman sits down and makes overnight, like you're going to the to McDonald's and decide, should I get the one meal or, or the two meal or the number three meal? You know, last but not least, unbeknownst to the public and what Fox News and the rest of these so-called news organizations do, Planned Parenthood, as far as termination of pregnancies, is like 3% of what they do. And, okay. 3%. Now, I'm talking about experience. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about I can go back to 1993 working with Planned Parenthood and and, and clients. So, you know, I know of of, of what I talk. And it's just ridiculous and sad that, yeah, you have these men who are sitting down (laughs) making decisions like this. And, again, I have to ask one guy, do you have a daughter? Do you have a wife? Do you have a mother? Do you have a sister? Do you have a best friend's daughter who, you know, all these women do you love? Dot, dot, dot. So you can sit there yeah. and bump your damn gums. But until, like Mike Tyson says, everybody can talk until you get hit. You know, but he, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to interrupt you because I want to hear um, Michelle's take on this. And, and I just want to say that ignorance you know, is 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 big and once again brainwashing because that is not what Planned Parenthood is all about. You know, so Michelle, your comments. Okay, couple things. This is a loaded question. Planned Parenthood should change their name because they do so much else with their mammography and all the wellness checks. I'm with you, Reginald. They have such tremendous services, so they they have an image problem. That's the first thing. The other thing is these hypocrites are first in line when their girlfriends and their mistresses get pregnant and they go, they take them to the abortion clinic. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, it's so, it came out of that, that, what was his name? Rob, Bob Barr or something. And he, he Mm -hmm. had his girlfriend in college got pregnant and he gives over to the clinic. I mean, give me a break. The Mm -hmm. the fact is, it, the this is about and pardon me I might be very crass I think this is about 
more, there aren't enough white babies to overcome the uh, the black and brown babies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's what the movement is all about. That they they mm-hmm. seen this demography change, and the fact mm-hmm. that white women are having abortions, there it's it's mm-hmm. affecting the the balance of the population. That's my warped opinion, but I really well, believe that that has something mm-hmm. to do with it. Yeah, sure. and I well it it mm-hmm. that that's that's a that's a very good theory there that you have. I know that. Um, it wasn't only you, but I, that was discussed with me and, and another person um, about about what you're saying. And um, and I, I can see that as as truth behind this. But the thing is, is that the whole truth about, you know, uh, about the black babies and the white babies. And I and I and I, you know, I'm just I'm just saying I just want people to realize this. And it's very simplistic. Um, OK, all of us had to study our our uh, varying nations, you know, what, you know, the continents that's in this country. And there's seven, okay? The first one is Asian. Uh, it's people of color. The second one is Africa. There you go. You got South America. There you go. Now, let's look at the world. The world is mostly water. And see, this is what I'm saying about all of this race stuff. It's so senseless. You know, oh, I'm, you know, it's more white than this and that. that. Just stop. Just stop because oh, it's, yeah, not, it's not true and it has never yeah. been true. And I've talked about this on my program. Mm-hmm. And, and if you guys don't believe it, go do your research. That it has never been true. And that has always been the whole brainwashing um, 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 you right. know, thing, the you white know, thing of it, you know, bullshit. Yeah, exactly. It, it has always been, you know, they came over with their muskets and their disease blankets. And that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. So the last, tune the last thing, yeah. yeah, tune in next week. Um, <laughs> the, the next, the, the last, the last thing is that the three democratic appointed justices, Stephen Breyer, Sonia Sotomayor and Alina Kagan are working on one or more dissents according to the person. Um, how Chief Justice John Roberts will ultimately vote and whether he will join an already written opinion or draft his own is unclear. Who knows? Stay tuned. Um, and, and, and people out there, as I said, you know, you know, be educated. Don't be a bobbin head doll listening to the news reports and things like this because they are no longer, um, you know, the, the news people that was back in the day, you know, the Huntley and Brinkley's and all of this. They're not going out doing any research. They're just reading off a teleprompter of what was written. And they and they have no um, they have no um, uh, justification for what they say. They also have no research and, you know, whatever. It's just it's yeah, just they're not on. Walter Cronkite. Let's no, they're not. It. No, they're not. You know, no, they are not. OK, That's let's sure. go. You know, and let's that, I want to get this in. We're, we're, we're coming down. Um, here's the next thing. Let's move on to the voting rights because this is very, very, uh, very, very important. Okay. Um, here's an article by Kira Lerner on January 14, 2022. I found to be very interesting. It's titled Seven States to Watch in the 2022 Push to Restrict Voting Rights. There are 88 voter restriction bills in nine states from 2021 that will roll over to this year. 
legislation, legislative sessions. Now it says in part, Republican state lawmakers across the country are ramping up their drive to enact voting laws in time for crucial 2022 midterm elections that listeners, we are coming up on, okay? We are coming up on this, so please be aware. As federal legislation would limit state level voting restrictions appears stymied in Washington, Republicans in the states are moving forward with their new proposals and revisiting old ones that Democrats and voting rights advocates can, and that advocates say are designed to both suppress voters and subvert the election process. In 2021, at least 19 states enacted 34 laws restricting access to voting, according to an analysis by the Left Learning Brennan Center for Justice. The analysis from early December found that before the 2022 session even started, state legislators were pre-filling bills to make it harder, pre-filing, I'm sorry, bills, to make it harder to cast a vote and to allow audits of election results. Now, here's a look at states to watch. Watch the voting restrictions that emerged last year and what could be coming in 2022. I'll just read them off because we're running down on time and I wanna hear you guys take. Georgia, um, we also have um, Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Texas, Florida and Wisconsin. Now there's no there's no like ooh ah, about that because with all of these states, it is these states are very necessary states. That's why they were named. These are the top eight states. If an individual wins these states, I mean that's big in presidential elections. You always look at okay, what's coming? Uh, what what is this? Uh, you know, going on in Pennsylvania, Texas, and I. They know that these states are important. So, what is your what is your 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 take um, on this, Michelle? And as I said, I'm running out of time. What is your take on all right, on all of the all of the, the all of the chatter? And if everybody just went out and voted, period, mm-hmm. they would have nothing to say. They masked mm-hmm. this to frighten people away from the poll. The mm-hmm. fact is, if the people just show up, they're still going to vote. They're going to mm-hmm. vote. In fact, I just got my thing in the mail from Arizona. Do you want the free? You know, do we? You want a ballot sent to you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But if people would just vote. Instead of sitting back and worrying about being uh, bullied at the at the polls, bring a friend. If you have a problem and you're afraid to vote, bring somebody with you. Or if you have an SUV, bring like somebody's with you. Absolutely. I, yeah. This, you know, this I mean, whole thing is a smokescreen is to this, scare people yes. away from the polls. Exactly. If people exactly. just went to the polls and voted, mm-hmm. this would mm-hmm. be an issue. Exactly. And this is what this is what I say. I want to hear your comment, Reginald. Give me a second. I want to uh, interject something here is that this is what we've talked about online here at this show and offline is that if it weren't for the fact that your vote, people of color mattered, they would not be doing such a due diligence 
of keeping yeah. you from the pole. There I want you, you to know this. Oh, it's not going to, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter if I get out there and vote. It's not, are you kidding oh, me? Oh, it matters funny. Are you yeah. kidding me? Do you know what that, mm-hmm. the, you know, the people who lost their lives on the Pettus Bridge and, and MLK and, and all of these things, do you know what these people did so that you could get That's out right. and vote so that it matters? Your 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 thoughts on That's this, right. uh, Reginald, uh, real quickly here. That's right. Well, I think you and Michelle summed it up uh, better than better than I could. And uh, yeah, you know, no one's going to stop me from voting. Uh, yeah, don't be intimidated when you go. And and yeah, if if your vote didn't count, they wouldn't be doing all of this to stop you exactly. from voting. Exactly. Open your eyes, okay? Open your eyes. Be awake. Wake up. Slap yourself a couple of times. Whatever you have to do, so that That's you right. can hear and see and know exactly what it is that is going on. You know, I'm more That's than right. tired. I'm going to say this. I'm a person of color and I'm more than tired of hearing people of color saying, oh, my vote don't matter. It does matter. I'm even tired of hearing women say, oh, no, it doesn't matter. Come on, women's suffrage and all of this stuff. Come on now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you don't if you don't believe it, go Mm -hmm. and research it and don't go and look at the first thing that pops up when you Google. Do some in-depth research. okay? And then so that you can find out what the heck this really is all about. Okay. Somebody died for us to have the right to vote. That's exactly. what I always Come on now. Right. Come on now. Someone so died. And get out there and vote. You know, otherwise right. nobody wants to hear your darn complaints. Okay. I got like right. a minute and a half. Thank you very much. This was an awesome discussion. I absolutely loved it. And I love you both. And I appreciate you both. And I garner your, uh, your, your opinions totally, totally matter to me and my listeners. Um, I will be reporting again uh, the last Thursday of June 2022. So I am wishing all dads out there an early happy Father's Day. Remember what I said in my monologue of being careful and cognizant and knowing where you are, who you are, where your where your kids are, your wife. You, we've got to keep this connection going. Write letters to your Congress and other powers to be that something has to be done about gun legislation. Thank you once again. Thank you for listening. This is Teresa E. Keeves. Go out and make it a good day and be instruments of peace. Have a good day. Thank you.